0: Entertainment.
1: With the 15th pick in the NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles
0: select You're listening to The Journey to the Draft podcast.
1: Welcome to The Journey to the Draft podcast, presented by Lifebrand. I'm your host, Fran Duffy. The 2022 NFL Draft, it's in the books. It is completely done, all seven rounds up and down. The Eagles acquire two more players on Saturday afternoon with Grant Calcaterra, the tight end from SMU, and also Kansas linebacker Kyron Johnson. We're going to be breaking down both of these prospects, what, they expe- what they're expect, what they expected to bring to this Philadelphia Eagles football team here in Draft Buzz. We've got Ben Fennel and Dane Brugler. They are live on the scene in Las Vegas. One last time, we're going to go to those guys and break down this 2022 group. Before we get there, make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. If you've got a question about this group, now's the time. If you've got questions about your favorite team, whether it's the Eagles or somebody else, jump on, leave us a question. We will answer it here in an upcoming episode. Or if you've been listening to this show the whole time, that's the best way to throw us your support and just say thanks. We really appreciate everybody that has done that in recent days. We've had a bunch of you that have reached out over those platforms. And again, when you do that, it helps boost the show up the rankings and help make it uh, easier to find for others that are looking for NFL Draft podcast that said let's get into draft buzz here one final time here for the 2022 class and on draft weekend it's time for draft buzz
0: now it's time for draft buzz
1: all right time to welcome in ben fennel and dane brugler as we talk through the eagles pair of day three selections here in the 2022 nfl draft and we'll start with Kyron Johnson, the linebacker from Kansas, announced as a linebacker. But I would assume that he's going to be playing that Sam position, Ben. And and Kyron Johnson is a guy I know you're a big fan of. You've tweeted about him plenty throughout the course of the pre-draft process. So I'm going to come to you first. Kyron Johnson, uh, what can Eagles fans expect?
2: Well, he's a unique player because he's a guy that's literally played all three linebacker positions in his time in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. He's played some Mike Will, and then he converted late to kind of their hybrid position. I believe it was called their Hawk position or their Viper position, which is really like a Sam outside linebacker pass rusher. So he's been an off-ball guy, and then he's been an on-the-ball guy. So he's kind of, you know, gone through the gauntlet as far as all the linebacking positions. But at the end of the day, this is a exceptional to borderline freak athlete. This is a guy that has been dubbed the fastest linebacker in the Big Twelve for about three years now. He finally tested low four fours at his pro day. Some even had him in the four threes if you get that right hand time. So it's just a matter of where do you see him? Where can he use that athleticism at the floor? Excellent special teamer, absolute special team ace in his career. Nearly six hundred special team snaps throughout his time at Kansas. And then just figuring out what do you want to do with them? Bit of an undersized pass rusher, bit of an oversized off the ball guy, but he's a guy that fits Jonathan Gannon's scheme because he's okay with that hybrid Sam player. We had a little bit of Gennard Avery last year. Now it seems like it's Hassan Reddick, Patrick Johnson, who they drafted late last year, also embodies that Sam outside linebacker pass rush, pass, uh, rush specialist role. So I think he just really fits the mold of the scheme. So I think he's going to be able to learn from the Reddicks of the world. He's going to be able to kind of learn, you know, coming up with the young Patrick Johnson. And at the end of the day, special teams give him a really high floor. Pass rush specialist gives him a really high floor, and let's just see where else he kind of fits in uh, on the defense.
1: No doubt. And Dan, you and I both got to see him up close and personal in the uh, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Had a couple of really nice rushes in one on ones. He put some uh, some blockers on their backs. Uh, what have, What have you seen from Kyron Johnson over the course of his career?
0: And this is a player that, uh, grew up his first sport was track, uh, that that's what he did at a very young age. And you see that with the speed that he plays with. And we, you know, we've talked about throughout the year, guys that really benefited from that extra year, that COVID year, uh, being able to return for that fifth season. And that's something that, that Kyron Johnson did coming back to Kansas. Uh, he had his most productive season, uh, in 2021. Uh, he stayed healthy, led the team in tackles for loss sacks, forced fumbles, uh, goes to the senior bowl, like you mentioned, and uh, he was not a guy you wanted to face off against if you're an offensive tackle. With that speed, <laughs> his ability to stay low to the ground, bend the edge, uh, you know, he's just a pesky guy to, to keep blocked because of that athleticism. And Ben mentioned the testing. No, he's not a very big guy, 231 pounds. But a 440 in the 40, uh, under seven seconds in the three cone. The jumps were outstanding, 39 and a half inch vert. So, 150, uh, 10 yard split, which is well above average. Uh, there are questions about you know the exact fit and, and can he hold up for you know a guy that, even as a linebacker, uh, a traditional la- linebacker, he's undersized at six foot, 231. So, you do worry about that a little bit, but the athlete that he is and the way, different ways you could possibly use him. Uh, I, I thought he would, you know, there were a, a, maybe a handful, 10 guys that were non-combine invites that you just knew were getting it drafted. Kyron Johnson was one of them.
2: I felt like he was at the top of the combine snub list. I thought he had a great week down in mobile and a great first step that threatened tackles vertically. And then he really flashed some speed to power. No one doubt. of my favorite reps of the week was putting big A Lucas right on his backside, mm-hmm. putting first round tackle, right into the lap of the quarterbacks and Trevor Penning. Yep. This is a guy that played very underneath the pads of some of these tackles while also threatening them with speed. And he is a guy that I think is hungry has a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove that he belongs. And I've seen teams in this league spend draft capital on this undersized kind of hybrid player, whether it was a Janard Avery's to Cleveland who ended up their way to Philly and now elsewhere or Marquise Haynes, or even like the Eric strikers of the world or, uh, The uh, Okoronkwo kid out in uh, Los Angeles Rams. Those undersized guys are all over the league. So it's not like it's that foreign of a position to come and play. So I love his upside on special teams. I love his upside as just a hybrid rusher. And a lot of his best work at Kansas was kind of some of that green dog stuff where he was kind of manned up on the tight end. He saw him stay in and just flew into backfields. Loved to attack with throwing arms. It was just a very fluid, active you know, football player. I'm not going to say he has a litany of pass rush moves, but just a really explosive active player. And I'm really excited to see
0: how he fits into Jonathan Gannon's scheme. And I'm yeah, glad I mean, you mentioned that competitive fire. Cause that, that yeah. is a key part. It's not just speed. It's that competitiveness. And that's something that like Ben, like you just mentioned with special teams, that you think that that physical nature that he has that competitiveness that 440 speed you're definitely going to see that running down the field on kickoff coverage punt coverage that that's definitely going to be something that's going to keep him on a roster as you figure out his best fit on defense
1: And that was a a thing I noted down when even the the times where he did get thrown to the ground, you know, playing on defense, Dane, you mentioned the size, you know, is he gonna be able to hold up every down. If he got knocked down, he popped right up and arrived at the football. He was still one of the first guys there. And that kind of speaks just to his play personality. Ben, I'm so glad you pointed out the, the speed to power reps that we saw from him down in Mobile. It's not just Get the edge, get the edge, get the edge. He knows how to weaponize his speed and stick his foot in the ground and go right through a tackle's chest. He he showed that down in Mobile. I agree that he was one of the more surprising combine snubs. I know you hit hit his name right away as soon as the combine list came out. Um, So Kyron Johnson, really, really intriguing player. And at the end of the day,
2: Fran, Kansas Kansas Jayhawks, they're kind of hot in this town of Philadelphia with Joel Embiid. So let's load up on some more Jayhawks. Let's get a couple on the football side.
1: I like it all right well let's get to uh the eagles next sixth round pick here in tight end grant calcaterra from smu uh ben i know there are clips from like 2018 of you talking about grant calcaterra on this podcast uh on a weekly basis during his time at oklahoma i know you saw him a bunch uh that season um obviously look he had to retire briefly just due to some concussions ends up going back uh to college football transfers to SMU, rejoins one of his former quarterbacks, uh, and now he has a big season this past year and turns that into a draft choice. Grant Calcaterra now, uh, as an Eagle, uh, help introduce Eagles fans into what they're getting here.
2: Well, you know, my uh, my report, real quick, Dane, before I just let you kind of take it away, is kind of like I'm blowing the dust off it because I had his report done after his sophomore season. He played with Baker Mayfield that first year, then Kyler Murray, and I wrote down Tyler Eifert as a comp. Made some incredible catches in the red zone, stretched the seam, good catch radius. But, you know, over the last couple of years, obviously it's been a, you know, a turbulent kind of career in football since he retired from some head injuries, took a stop at Auburn, ended his career at SMU. Dane, why don't you you hit the profile?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, when you watch him, the thing that you think you most appreciate is the ability to track the football and make plays outside yep. of his frame. I mean, yeah. he will go get the football, um, you know, maybe a little undersized uh, compared to what traditionally we see at the position six, four, 241 pounds. Uh, but that's, uh, he, he's a pass catching uh, tight end. He will stretch the scene. Uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, there was that Oklahoma, whether it was this past season at SMU uh, you numerous examples of him doing that uh, where and he will use a size at times where he's going to shield defenders uh from the catch point and, and make plays uh he moves like a smaller player uh in a big man's body and so you'll like to see that uh there are questions of course about just okay what's he gonna give you as a blocker um you know he wasn't necessarily uh someone that you're to line up in line and expect him to move bodies off the line of scrimmage uh that he's not a people mover in the run game so uh you know that's just we have to understand what type of tight end that he is And then of course the, you know, we have to mention it, the concussions. That's why he medically retired. Um, He was ready to be a fireman uh, and, 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 you know, start his next life uh, at going to Santa Ana college. And then he kind of had his fire reignited uh, for, for the game. Uh, And he was originally going to transfer to Auburn. Then he changed changed his mind after Gus Malzahn was fired, goes to SMU for this past season and started 12 games. It was a productive player there. So, Uh, As long as you're comfortable with the concussions and that part of his pass, if you're looking for a pass catching tight end, Grant Calcaterra, I I think that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, the name I wrote down when he was at Oklahoma, Ben, going back to your original point, like I, I had written him up uh, when he was still with the Sooners. And I wrote down Mark Andrews uh, coming from that same offense. He did all the same things. He was built the same way. He had a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses. Andrews has obviously turned into a, a quality starter for the Baltimore Ravens. And we don't know if that's necessarily in Calcaterra's future, but I think when you look at this tight end room here in Philadelphia, you've got your multidimensional three down tight end in Dallas. Goddard, One of the most t- talented players at the position in the entire NFL. So wherever Capitara is able to fit in, he can be used to complement some of the pre-existing pieces on that depth chart.
2: You know, and Fran, I kind of flashed with some of those 13 personnel reps in the summer practice preseason, maybe before Zach Ertz was traded to Arizona Cardinals. You had Ertz, you had Goddard. They would work in that third tight end Jack Stoll, and he would line up anywhere. He could maybe be in line as that third tight end. He could be in the backfield. And I really think that's more Grant Calcaterra's profile, being more of an H-back, move tight end type of guy. I don't think he's going to be butt-to-butt with Jordan Mulata or Lane Johnson right off the line of scrimmage. That's probably Dallas Goddard territory. But I think his athleticism and his movement skills and his ability to stretch the field as a pass catcher, I'm going to move him around a little bit more. And if you watch some of his best play at Oklahoma, the big box fades, the slot fades when he's detached from the formation. That's really what kind of got that excitement of the Tyler Eifert comp in there. A little bit of a shorter profile, not as high of a uh, a level prospect as Tyler Eifert was coming out of Notre Dame, but really can embody a more athletic type of presence
0: uh, for the offense. Yeah. And, and as a as a twin dad, I do have to mention that uh, Grant Calcaterra, the youngest triplets uh so you know just one of those cool behind the scenes stories uh w- w- with him so yeah he, he, prematurely born uh i mean they you know they weren't sure what was going to happen uh you know under four pounds when he was born and then he turns into the six four, 240 pound uh pass catching tight end that just got drafted in the nfl pretty cool i was gonna say that all the beast 36
1: pounds later he's an NFL yeah tight
0: end. That, that, that's what the beast is for right that's that's all in there
1: well, guys, uh, this has been awesome. How about that? The journey is over to the 2022 uh, NFL draft. We're, we're going to shut this episode down. The three of us, we're going to be back together later this week. We're going to give ourselves some time to, to relax. We're going to get some sleep. You guys have to travel home. Uh, so we'll take a few days. We'll relax. And then we're going to start our recaps here, not just of what the Eagles did, but looking around the entire NFL. We'll kind of go posi- or division by division and start breaking things down over these next couple of weeks. But just want to also make sure I extend thanks to you guys, obviously for all the hard work and all the time that you guys have spent helping to share with our listeners exactly what to expect here in this draft class. And, Before we know it, it'll be uh, time to turn the page Mm -hmm. to to 2023. So, uh, guys, we will talk to you guys later this week right here on the Journey of the Draft podcast presented by LifeBrand. For all of our listeners, make sure you stay tuned. Stay subscribed. If you're an Eagles fan, you'll only check this out just to hear the recaps of these players that the Eagles selected. Stay subscribed, and then you'll know all the players coming down the pipe. You'll know them earlier before all of your friends. Stay subscribed right here to the Journey of the Draft podcast presented by LifeBrand.